Good morning. It's Thursday, November the 16th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Let's enter in this morning with consecration. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body to you as a living sacrifice. Yes, Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's entry is entitled, Do You Know the Score? Or are you just keeping the stats? Our text is Acts chapter 14, verses 19 and 20. Hear now the word of the Lord. Then some Jews came from Antioch and Iconium and won the crowd over. They stoned Paul and dragged him outside the city, thinking he was dead. But after the disciples had gathered around him, He got up and went back into the city. The next day, he and Barnabas left for Derbe. The Word of the Lord. Now consider this. Every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, I meet via Zoom with a group of preachers who are preaching alongside the wake-up call as our churches are all reading the Acts of the Apostles together. We are a fellowship of awakening leaders. I'd love it if you'd join us, if you're a preacher out there and would like to become part of this party. We're all from all across the country, and we pastor churches of various shapes and sizes. I usually have a co-host, Brent Parker, for Romans and now Acts Season 1. I'm working to get the Leroy Brothers to join us for Advent. We're doing the kind of thing we always hoped and dreamed we would do when we entered the ministry. We're reading Scripture together as the friends of Jesus, praying together, and encouraging each other to preach the Word in season and out. For a little over an hour, in plenary and breakouts, we discuss the text and all its nuanced angles for preaching and teaching. My favorite time each week, however, is the simplest part. We divide the week's chapter into the daily wake-up call readings, and we assign five volunteers to read it aloud, while the rest of us engage in Holy Spirit-assisted hearing. Just this week, a little word jumped out at me as it was repeated twice. We see it in today's text. See if you can spot it. Then some Jews came from Antioch and Iconium and won the crowd over. It's verse 19. We will also see it in tomorrow's text. They preached the gospel in that city and won a large number of disciples. 
That's verse 21. Did you spot the common term? The word is one. W-O-N. It's got me asking myself the question, am I winning? How about you? Are you winning? What about us? Are we winning? UCLA Bruins football coach Red Sanders, after a bitter loss to USC, famously said, winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. Doubling down, he added, beating SC is not a matter of life or death. It's more important than that. It's a humorously sobering word in the age of the half marathon, of $75 million buyouts for losing college football coaches on the one hand and participation trophies on the other. As many double down their giving to college football NIL pools, I would like to issue a wake-up call. The Church of Jesus Christ is waging the battle of the ages, the only battle that will ultimately matter. It is the highest of stakes battles, and the winner takes all for keeps forever. So who is really winning in this epic battle called Acts as we head for the locker room at halftime? Permit me a greatly underappreciated BFO, blinding flash of the obvious, that is. The only way to know who is winning is to know the score. Notice what the Jews from Antioch and Iconium one. Then some Jews came from Antioch and Iconium and won the crowd over. Notice from tomorrow's text what the apostles won. They preached the gospel in that city and won a large number of disciples. Years ago, Jim Cimbala famously labeled the calculus of today's churches as the ABCs. Attendance, buildings, and cash. Friends, that's no scorecard at all. It's a stat sheet. And do you know who focuses on statistics? Losers. Winners focus on the score. The question is, do we in our time know the score? Do we know the difference between a touchdown and a field goal, or are we still just counting butts in the bleachers and crowds at the concession stands? The challenge is what winning looks like in a game where the leader went through crucifixion to get to resurrection. The challenge comes when winning looks and feels like losing. They stoned Paul and dragged him outside the city, thinking he was dead. Wait, did we just lose? Keep watching.
But after the disciples had gathered around him, he got up and went back into the city. What looked like targeting in a game-ending, season-ending, life-ending disaster transformed into an end-zone celebration dance, and the coach immediately put the goat back in the game. That's greatest of all time. Touchdown, Arkansas! If you know, you know. Disciples 7. Crowd 0. So, while the visiting team prepares their stat report about how many people were in the crowd they won over, and how few disciples there were on the other team, let's remember this word from one of our sponsors. Give me 100 preachers who fear nothing but sin and desire nothing but God, and I care not a straw whether they be clergymen or laymen. Such alone will shake the gates of hell and set up the kingdom of heaven upon earth. That's John Wesley. Let's give the last word to Coach Sanders. Winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. Beating SC is not a matter of life or death. It's more important than that. The Prayer of Transformation Lord Jesus, I am your witness. I receive your righteousness and release my sinfulness. I receive your wholeness and release my brokenness. I receive your fullness and release my emptiness. I receive your peace and release my anxiety. I receive your joy and release my despair. I receive your healing and release my sickness. I receive your love and release my selfishness. I receive your scorecard and release my stat sheet. Come, Holy Spirit, transform my heart, mind, soul, and strength so that my consecration becomes your demonstration, that our lives become your sanctuary. For the glory of God our Father, amen. And the question, so what does winning look like in your life, your family, your church? your city? What is the score? What are the stats that you used to think were the score? Journal that out a bit today. Make yourself a scorecard. And for our hymn today, we're going to sing one of my favorite winning songs. It is called... Low in the grave, 
he lay. It's 2.52. I prefer the title, Up From the Grave He Arose. You'll see why. There are three verses, and we'll sing them all three. 2.52. Low in the grave he lay. Low in the grave he lay. Jesus, my Savior, waiting the coming day. Jesus, my Lord, up from the grave he arose. With a mighty triumph for his foes, he arose a victor from the dark domain, and he lives forever with his saints to reign. He arose, he arose, hallelujah, Christ arose. Vainly they watch his bed, Jesus my Savior. Vainly they seal the dead, Jesus my Lord. Up from the grave he arose, with a mighty triumph for his foes. He arose a victor from the dark domain, and he lives forever with his saints to reign. He arose, he arose, hallelujah, Christ arose. Death cannot keep his prey, Jesus my Savior. He tore the veil away, Jesus my Lord. Up from the grave he arose, with a mighty triumph for his foes. He arose a victor from the dark domain, and he lives forever with his saints to reign. He arose, he arose, hallelujah, Christ arose. Amen. That is a rousing victory song. And that's what we need to be singing. Even when we feel like we're losing. Because a lot of us, that's the thing, that's the question that I have today. I mean, it's a challenge when winning looks and feels like losing. And that's certainly how it was for Jesus. And it's certainly how it was for his apostles. They're trying to make it to the ends of the earth, being the witnesses of Jesus. The opposing team is chasing them from town to town, and they're winning over the crowd, right? There's the crowd. But winning the crowd isn't the game, is it? It's not the score. It's winning large number of disciples. They won a large number of disciples. That's the score. You know, we need a scorecard for our churches, but really it's got to get back to our lives. I read the daily wake-up call today. Uh, that's more of a stat, honestly. 
a score is, did I put seed in the ground today? Did I sow for awakening today? Was I paying attention? Did I keep my eye on the ball today? Where did the touchdown happen? Where did the field goal happen? Where did we hold the line, if you will, on the opposing team in a fourth and short? When did we get a turnover by downs? and begin to move the ball in the other direction. Sorry for all the sports metaphors today. I know that may irritate some of you, and I apologize. Just was too good to pass up today with this massive targeting against the Apostle Paul. Drug him out of the city and left him for dead. But you know, the score were those disciples, those few disciples who gathered around him. And I just kind of picture them praying over him, calling him back to life. And he rose up, and what did he say? Put me back in, coach. I'm ready to play. That's a score right there. That's a spike the ball in the end zone. Okay, I'll stop there today. It's Thursday. We got to get out on the field, friends. We got to get out in the game. Get your seeds together. I've got mine. I'll see you on the field. For the awakening, I'm JD Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to the wake up call powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall. 